You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey y'all, my name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Room Podcast. This is a series for Black fathers because Black fathers matter. Black fathers matter to me. Black fathers matter to my children. Black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers, um, my mentors, my friends. They matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to. They set the tone for how men, women, children, and other elderly people feel protected, feel like, you know, everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've become. And I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask. Sometimes people look at fathers as if, oh, that's nothing. They're supposed to do that. Why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, there's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series, I've interviewed many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds. And I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, it's Shan. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Since we're talking about a new dad on the way, we can talk about some black-owned baby product brands 
there is a store based in Atlanta called Happy Mango that has all things pregnancy uh, needs, pregnancy wants, and cuteness. Then we have Crunchy Boutique, which is cute. Cute, cute, cute. Um, Little diapers, cloth diapers, and baby carriers. Uh, It should be eco-friendly and um, made by black women entrepreneurs. Then you have the Healthy Roots dolls, where you can buy a doll that looks like your son or your daughter. Really cute. Then you have Tippy Tot Shoes, which is another black-owned company. Uh, If your little toddler is taking their first steps, maybe they might need some cute walking shoes. Check them out. Tippy Tot Shoes. Hashtag them, find them. Then you have Darling and Co. D-A-R-L-Y-N-G. The and symbol and C-O. And that has like natural body wash, natural body oils, creams, you know, good, nice things for the baby. You want to stay away from a lot of chemicals with new babies. Some babies might come out with um, eczema. Sometimes it goes away. Sometimes it's something that's permanent. Some babies might have like small, like little bumps on them, maybe from the breast milk, maybe from something rubbing on their skin. Like their skin is very delicate. So you want to make sure that the products that you're using are healthy and natural. So those are some things to check out. Let's see what else can do for baby. Cocoa pie clothing. Cute illustrations on onesies. You can never have enough onesies when you have a baby period long sleeve short sleeve and if you get long sleeves and it's the right size but it's out of season cut the sleeves so it's short sleeves this is hot they have um little muffin cakes baby boutique cute little cloths and washcloths for the little baby you have little legends books cute books for babies i think you can never have enough baby books i would rather have more baby books and kids books than a whole bunch of toys around my house that's just my personal preference but you know every parent is different but those are some things to look into let's get back to today's episode with greg here we go back to the show back to the show She needs you now. Listen, can you go get this? Can you do this? Having a supportive person for like two months after you have that baby is so important. So you need to be there. It's just so crazy to me that we still have like countries across the West that's like, oh, parents have like a year maternity leave. And then here's kind of like, so you just need a couple of days. It's very like, what? But, yeah, it's to the point where people are, are like, they want the daycares and you know the babysitters to know the children more than the parents. So like, okay, great, you get that. You know, parents like father, we get two weeks, and then you know the mother gets eight weeks. I'm like, eight weeks is not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, give me that four to five, you know, months other countries get, or even a year, like you said, like yeah. a year is enough. And plus, at least in DC, they're talking the daycare is like four to five hundred dollars a week. So, 
like where's that money coming from it's either yeah. you got to make that money or you somebody stays home like i have a friend yeah. who now she's been staying home with her daughter for about three years now mm-hmm. but the issue is she stayed home she put a job and her husband is working but now three years later she has that gap on her resume and companies are like i understand you had a kid but you didn't have to take three weeks off i'm sorry three years off so now what does she do she's kind of fucked at this point mm-hmm. i think the under the, the need to understand the need to have compassion for the fact that this family here made a decision that worked for them and you need to respect their decision what you should be focusing on is the fact that these are like my abilities this is the position that i am applying for do you want to hire me it shouldn't be oh so what did you do in xyz time do you know the the need and the focus that goes into being available for a child from age newborn to to five just because you're home with your kids does not mean that it's easy it is it is more difficult um especially balancing your time so definitely i feel like that has always been an issue personally i got um i want to say i got six weeks maternity leave and I had like groundhog uh, issues after like three weeks like I wanted to go back to work because it was just like oh my god today is the same exact day as yesterday today is the same exact day as the day before and so you you and her are going to have to balance um, making each other feel like you are still who you were before the baby came out mm-hmm. um because one thing just the fyi is moms could feel like they're invisible and the only thing that babies see i mean people see is the baby and then you kind of forget like they're an individual and they would like to go out to eat outside of the house and they would like to go to the movie but now that you're balancing like this quarantine and the newborn baby and trying to stay healthy it's kind of like what can you guys do to also give to each other and then give to this baby at the same time? So you guys have to be like super creative with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, when the baby gets here, like, I mean, her and I have been spending like four to five months together. And honestly, I've learned so much in the four to five months that I didn't know before. You know, yeah. some like, you know, things that go on with her pregnancy but just like her as a person like yo I get to spend all day with you some people might get annoyed by that and I think that's probably why I feel a little bit different from most people about this quarantine thing like I have somebody you know that I can spend time with if I get bored I can just go and bother her mm-hmm. which is like a good thing for me but as a like, introvert at the same time I'm like yo like I still have to learn her at the end of the day so if she wakes up and she has a bad day I'm like well I guess we both gonna have a bad day because <laughs> we stuck together for you know 24 yeah. hours but I'm taking it I've learned more about her and pregnancy reading books listening to like audio books and podcasts and stuff like that and just mm-hmm. asking the right questions at the right time good that's gonna help you that's gonna help you a lot so I do have some like pre-baby questions for you or some preparation oh. questions for you so I'm prepared okay. so um <laughs> this is episode 18 for Cozy One Podcast 
the Black Fathers Matter series, and we have Greg. How's it going? How's everybody doing? Uh, Greg is a fellow from Young Black Pod, and uh, you can find him on IG. And the topics that they go over are very informative, but we're not talking about his podcast. We're talking about him getting ready, getting geared up to be in fatherhood. And it's just a few questions, just picking your brain, nothing you could prep for. Um, So hopefully we both enjoy it. So my first question for you is your age. I'm 33 physically, but I feel like I'm about 24, 25. That's what we want to hear. Good. Um, and you're expecting one kid? Expect- expecting one kid. Is it going to be a boy or a girl? A baby girl. Baby girl. Yes. Good luck. <laughs> This is coming from someone that has two of them. Two of them. Good luck. Ooh. Um, when somebody told me about like having a girl, they were like, oh, these are from all your past mistakes. I was like, well, I made a mini, so why didn't I have twins then, right? So I'm, I'm just hoping you know, with her, you know, being healthy, that's all I care about at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, healthy pregnancy from mom and delivery and uh, support in that room. I, 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 I feel for moms who have to deliver during this time because all these like different rules of like who could be in the room, what you can have, what you can't have, all this is um, it's like toppings on top of everything else that you could be possibly uh, worried about. But hopefully mm-hmm. everything is good with you guys on that. And with girls, I think it depends on the baby's personality. My first daughter was very easy. You didn't even know there was a newborn in the house. But I did have like poop designated pajamas where every time I went to change her, she sprayed me with poop. But if my mom would change her, that never happened. If my friend would change her that never happened but with me it happened so it got to the point where I would refuse to change her when I wore those pajamas I don't know what it was but they were designated poop pajamas every time I wore those pants she pooped on me so see this is just FYI now I have to write that down people have been telling me like about something where you use those rewashable diapers on your shoulder. Yeah. So when it up, but that's like the only advice I've ever gotten. So now, like you telling me more, like yeah, and you had the girls too, yeah. Yeah. And they're you, you all the information as soon as possible. So um, my youngest one was very like whiny and clingy as a baby at night, and then mm-hmm. and then Anya was very like just feeds me and change my diaper, and I'll just sit here and chill. So hopefully, hopefully you get a chill baby, a chill baby. Hopefully. Um, yeah, what else yeah. tell you? Uh, preparing that bedside at night, every night is 
mandatory. I just have the arms reach, diapers, wipes, uh, bibs, whatever you need in arms reach because that getting up and coming back to bed and getting up, delirious. <laughs> Like, I would never thought that. Like, nobody gives you, like, a book of the actual parenting. So I read this one book. I think it was called Do You're Going to Be a Dad. Yeah. They never mentioned exactly what you're going to be doing. It's like, basically, with your wife, make sure she's okay. Don't say anything wrong. Don't say anything stupid. But they don't say, hey, by the way, this is what you pack in the bag to the hospital. Hey, you know, what you just said about leaving things at the bedside. Nobody would have thought about that. So, trust me, taking notes. That's why I'm just like, you know what? They have all these great books about pregnancy and um, prepping the mom. But when it comes to the dad, it's just like, this is your book. Do whatever she says. The end. And it shouldn't have to be like that because you do want to, well, as a mom, I would like to feel like their dad is an equal parent. And when I say that, I mean, if I can't do it and my hands are cut off, I'm not worried about him doing it. And that's what you want to have mentally. So when it comes to like her fixing a bottle or what she's packing, pay attention to like what she's packing because wanting something when you need it and you're out with the baby and hoping it's in the bag and not having it is a whole different type of stress. <laughs> So when you say that you, know, you ran out of diapers, you ran out of like wipes, and you down to like that last one, but you out for the whole day, you're like, damn, like, uh, guess Listen, I gotta stop. Your car is going to be like your suitcase. So if it's not in the diaper bag, make sure it's in the car. I kept a pacifier for the car. I kept a wipes bag for the car. Diapers are still to this day behind my uh, seat and. Ari really doesn't wear diapers. She wears pull-ups at night. But even sometimes she might sleep in her underwear and not even pee the bed, so. <sighs> prep. Prep. You'll be excellent at prep. Yeah. It's the best thing I can give you. So, we're talking to a prepared daddy. <laughs> My first question for you is, how do you prepare to be a dad? Damn, you're starting out the gate with some hard questions, so. It's not hard, you can just talk to us about what you've been doing. For me, what I've been doing, you know, obviously now that I know I'm reading the wrong books, first and foremost, um, watching YouTube clips of things that I've never actually done, like how to properly like put on a diaper. You know, me being someone who's never had a kid before and, you know, outside of my younger sister, I never had to deal with anybody else's kids. They usually just came to me prepped and I could just hand them back. So my first game, like, okay, how do I properly do a diaper? How do I make sure that I'm wiping, you know, front to back or back, to front, however that works, the things that the books don't tell you. And then outside of that, just, you know, talking to people, more specifically fathers and you about parents because everybody tells you that as a kid oh it gets easier I'm like I don't want to hear the stuff you tell everybody else tell me the shit then I'm going to find out day nine that nobody said yeah like, once I get to the hospital you'll probably be like hey Greg by the way uh I hope you got that stuff by the nightstand nobody else has said that to me in eight months <laughs> so 
my preparation is to talk to the people who are more realistic about parenting and aren't giving you the first time parent like you know worksheet like, mm-hmm. oh by the way this is what you should do I'm like don't tell me what i should do tell me what it's going to inevitably happen so mm-hmm. okay um that's why i made cozy boom because i felt like everybody gave you child fluff for information and i i came on here and i i really went through my brain for i want to say like a year and a half on what do they need to know oh i hated this let me tell them about this even like my episode talking about charlie horses while pregnant nobody prepare me for charlie horses while pregnant not not being able to stretch how you want when you wake up in the morning for fear of like having a charlie horse that you can't like stop immediately you have to go through it so I made an episode about Charlie horses, and I think it's all about just being honest. Pregnancy is not beautiful for everybody. If you ask my mom, she had five of us. It was all amazing for her. So I tell all my pregnant friends, don't ask my mom about that because she's going to give you fluff. Oh yeah. But my mom is like excellent with kids otherwise, but that pregnancy stuff, oh no. Don't ask her about that. Uh, my next question for you is, what was your dad like growing up? I'm sorry, what did you say? What was your dad like growing up? Honestly, he was a little bit more honest than I thought he was going to be. So, you know, growing up, it was, you know, him and I until I was about like four or five years old. And then, you know, my mom and him separated and he ended up like in another relationship. And mm-hmm. growing up with him was it was honestly the same you know he treated myself and my brothers the same you know when we got punished all of us got punished but for the most part he was probably one of the most honest fathers that I've ever like seen or heard of and I'm not being biased but he's been honest and it's just really weird that like I can talk to him even to this day about stuff that's happened when I was like four five six seven and the stories never change and they align so my father is probably one of the coolest dudes I know. Yes, come on. Good dad. Uh, fathering is important to me, as in you, because blank. Fill it in. Fathering for me, it's. Well, give me a million dollar question after that. <laughs> All right. Fr- phrase it to me one more time. That way I can just make sure that I give you the correct answer. All right. This is a fill in the blank. Fathering is important okay. to me because blank. Fathering to me is important because it makes me know that I'm more than just the man that my wife married. For me personally, I know that we love each other and we have been together for that. But when you add another perspective that, you know, does more than just believe in you and they need you, like that matters so much. And even though she's not here, I already know I'm becoming more responsible. When, you know, my wife and I first got married, it was like, all right, great. But as soon as she said, hey, you're about to be a father, I was like, oh, okay, shit, you know, shit just got real. And I have to- Yeah. 
I got to step up. And, you know, like I said, talking to my friends, more importantly, having that talk with my own father, you know, I guess the way he put it to me is the answer to your question. Like fatherhood to him was responsibility. And we can hold ourselves accountable for things. But when we make those mistakes, it's like there's nobody there to you know tell you, hey, you fucked up. A kid, yeah. even though they're not telling you physically like, hey, you fucked up you know because the error is in the child and you don't want that to happen so for me fatherhood is the responsibility okay all right uh women are to be respected how will you teach your child how to respect well i can say herself as a woman oh dang why are these not in the book? Why are these not in these books? I didn't, I didn't even know that you were having a girl and this was my question. Yeah. So, you know, I guess you'll probably be the first person to know this. So her name is going to be Skylar. So, you know, Aww. I don't... So Skylar, yeah, for her, as a woman, like, I want her to be respected. I want her to be treated as such. And, damn. It's just weird because like you want her to have the best and she is going to have the best because I was raised by women. So naturally she's going to be raised as, you know, by the same women that raised me. And I like to think I came up to be a somewhat decent guy. So I'm hoping that she even surpasses me. Mm. Okay. All right. Next question. What dad on film or TV represents who you want to become as a father? Whew. A dad on TV. Are, are there dads on TV anymore? Hey! Like, <laughs> are, are, it, it's, it's so weird because, I, you know, everybody can go to like Cosby and to like Moesha's dad and stuff like that. But I'm like, there's some type of negative connotation with them now. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at them like, yo, I don't know. Like, it's probably more in film than in movie. I'm sorry, than in TV. Mm-hmm. But if I had to do a TV. I'd say Carlos, uh, uh, not Carlos, uh, Carl Winslow. The reason why is because he managed his relationship with his son and daughter the same way. Like he didn't try to like sugarcoat things with Laura the same way he would do with his son. Everybody got treated equally, but with respect. He knew that she was a girl. He knew that, you know, his son was a boy. But at the end of the day, they both knew that they were going to be raised equally loved and equally respected. And I want my child, my children, if I have more than one, to have that same mentality. But even outside of the children, he loved his wife. And that's something that I've always like admired about that character specifically is he loved not just the kids, but the wife equally. It didn't, you know, he had the two kids and all of a sudden he loved them 70 and loved the wife 30. Everybody yeah. was equal, so. Okay. Yeah, everybody loves to talk about the numbers on what you're going to do after the kids come. I'm just like, it doesn't have to be that way. You either, you put the work in and the time or you don't. So, um, that is key. Next question. Dads today make me feel that fathering is hard because blank. Because they don't want to do the work. I hear a lot of fathers and being on a show with like other women, when they tell me about their dad and, you know, I've talked to you multiple times about parents and stuff like that. 
but whenever I talk to a dad about being a dad or when I hear dad saying it, I'm like, yo, y'all actually have it easy. The spouse, the wife and stuff like that, they usually pick up the load for you and you don't take responsibility. You basically like, you assume your 50% is going to be countered by the 50% of the hundred that your wife is already doing or your spouse is already doing. So dads just make it seem like they do much more than they are supposed to. Like, it's responsibility you took on when you laid down that faithful night. Mm-hmm. That's a role that you need to do and honor. So I'm hoping that, you know, guys know that. Hopefully, you know, going forward, I'm hoping I'm the same way. Okay. I'll take that. Uh, this is another, like, uh, list question. Supportive dads do these three things. What are they? Supportive dads do three things. One, communicate honestly. So no matter how your kid is going to take the truth, they need to hear the truth. So communicating and communicating truthfully and honestly, that's number one. Um, Number two, community. Like, I feel like being a father is similar to being a mother, but men still need other men around to hold them accountable for their fatherhood. You can't be like the one good dad out of a bunch of guys who are barely, you know, holding up to fathership. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm this great parent and, you know, my daughter did this for me and drew this, but your kid is like, they barely know you. They don't want to be around you. Like, no, like the community is, you know, number two for me. And number three, man, man, number three, number three. Uh, Number three would be honesty. If you can be honest with yourself, then you can be honest with your kid. Okay. I'll take those. Uh, you're a good listener, so I think you're going to have a hard time with that. What is one of your favorite moments that you had with your dad? Dig deep. Okay, so this, damn, one of my favorite, okay, so one of my favorite times with my father was also one of the worst times. So when he found out I was actually having sex, right? Oh no. So basically my grandmother was the one who taught me the birds and the bees thing. My mom was like, nah, that's your father's job. My grandmother was like, hey, nah, by the way, nah, I'm gonna teach you. So, you know, she gave me her little 50 cent pieces and was like, hey, you know, this is what you need. This is what you had to do, blah, 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 blah. And I never had the conversation with my father. So when my father found out that I was going and doing things, he pulled me aside and we had this like, this really weird conversation. So he says, you know, I know your mom and I aren't together, but the reason why is because I was a hoe. And I was like, shit, like, what, what <laughs> it was real, it was real spicy. So I asked him, I was like, what do you mean I was a hoe? He's like, man, I was doing a lot of things I have, you know, I have to reflect on that I don't want you to do. So it yeah. felt like, you know, Furious Styles when he was telling, you know, son, or uh, what's his name? Oh, boy, he's like, damn, by the way, like, these are things you need to do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, this is what you're going to get. So he made me call the girl's mother that you know i like had relations with no and, yeah. so we had this conversation between the two of us 
you know, the girl and I, and then I had to have a conversation with her mother and say that, you know, that is not my character. That's not something I need to do. And I went about it the complete wrong way. I basically like snuck in a girl's house while her mom was out. We did what we did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she basically told her mom, hey, she lost virginity, whatever. Then my father found out because the girl's mom called my father. Instead of calling my mother, he called my, you know, she called my father. And I had to apologize to the mother. I had to write a letter. And then I had to talk to the girl. We had to have, like, a little session. And ever since then, I've, you know, held this, like, thing when whenever I have a kid, maybe that's probably why I wanted to have a daughter was because of that talk that I had with my father. Having him tell me that what I did was disrespectful, I was like, okay, I'm never going to disrespect a woman ever again because of that and I've held that so close like any other story I could tell about my father that's the story I tell everyone is that he pulled me aside as a boy to have a man's conversation that I wasn't ready for but I needed okay so since we're on this how would you go about that with your daughter (sighs) okay so damn Okay. Okay. Say if my daughter decided that she wanted to have that conversation with me, if she brought it to me and said, Hey dad, you know, I'm thinking about having sex. I've had sex and something like that. First and foremost, I'm not going to speak. It's one of those things where I'm just going to be sitting back and trying to take it all in. Mm-hmm. Cause like, damn, I mean, I can't tell you what to do. Cause either you're going to do it or you've already done it. And you're just telling right. me, just like, let me know. Hey, by the way, in case you find out from mom or somebody else, I told you. So the fact that she's honest enough to have that conversation with me means that she trusts me just as much as she trusts the person that, you know, she had that situation with, Mm -hmm. but she trusts me more because as her father, she's like, I know I can go to you and tell you good, bad, or indifferent. The fact that she can go to me, I'm going to respect it. But in the, you know, on the inside, I'm like, God damn it, my baby. (laughs) That's that's my heart right there. What just happened? I I wanted (laughs) I wanted this to be a forever thing where, you know, you never had sex or something. And then next thing you know, you're like, Greg, I got, you know, I'm sorry, dad, I got married and it was what it was. That's just the selfish part of me, I guess. But I would have to I, like go with it. I, um, my hope for my girls and I've been doing this since any point of any question whether it's with my six-year-old or... Well, I really don't talk to my three-year-old about that because she can't put two and two together yet. But my six-year-old, I'm very honest about my relationships and, you know, she's very honest and blunt and straightforward about her questions. So she'll randomly ask me, like, why do you live here by yourself? And I'll explain to her, like, I don't feel like it's necessary to be in a relationship with a man or your dad unless we both really want to be in one so sometimes it's just easier to deal with people separately because I don't want her to grow up and feel like I'm doing life wrong because some a man doesn't live with me or I don't have a companion and I um because you have you're going to have a girl I think it's very important to know that you are going to be her man example. Um, Whether you take that as pressure or not, 
what you say has to match what you do at all times. Um, so just be super mindful of that. And 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 girls are super like observant, even when you think they're not looking or they're not listening. So I think as long as you tell her the things that she needs to hear, you show her how to respect herself and how a man or a boy should respect her, I think she'll automatically come to you about things like that before it happens. So, it should be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm going to just send her to Aunt Chan and be like, hey, by the way, uh, if I can't tell you, she can tell you. So. Uh, do you feel like you have diaper life down? You said what? Do you feel like you have diaper life down? Not really. Why? Not really. I, I feel like there's a, a a little bit improvement, you know, mm-hmm. that we made, and you know, we're like a month away. I still have to. I got I got to work some things out, work some kinks out, read some more books, talk to you. I got to like hit you up more and be like, hey, um. I'm not feeling this chapter. I'm not feeling, you know, the knowledge that I have. So, um, my tips on diapering is to always you lay out. Give me- no. Lay out the diaper first. Lay out the diaper and flip the tabs first. That way, when you get the baby on the diaper, make sure you do like the two fingertips around the side to make sure it's grabbing the thighs because those are the sneaky poopy areas for that thing be leaking. Maybe they be laying in bed with you comfy with that drip. So make sure the sides are clinging onto the baby's legs and you should be good to go. Um, When you have the newborn, you're gonna have to fold down the front um, so it doesn't touch like the belly button because it has to heal for like two weeks. Some diapers, some newborn diapers, they have like a little curve in it. So you don't have to fold down where the belly button is and they'll just go around the belly button. But not all diapers do, but yeah. You'll, you'll get better as, as you go. But um, So where is the best place to actually Where's the best place to what? Where's the best place for me to actually go to get the diapers? Where would be the best place for me to get them? Um, anywhere that's having a sale on Huggies or Loves. I go for Huggies because they have the Snug Fit. And the suck Snug Fit is like a good next step to the next size diaper if needed. Because let's say if the baby is in a size one diaper and you feel like there's no need for you to buy another box of size one, you want to buy another box of size two, I would get the size two diapers snug fit because what the snug fit does is is like it stretches around the baby's um, butt and thighs so they can grow into it and you don't have to worry about any leaking. Um, And Huggies doesn't have a scent. A lot of the like Pampers brand, it has like a light scent that I don't like. And their wipes, Huggies wipes, this stays wet the longest. If you sign up on Huggies.com, they'll give you like a year of uh, coupons for diapers. It might be like $2 off coupons, 
three dollar off coupons if you look in the huggies box or the whites package it might have a coupon in there save those use those they usually last up to the whole year oh yeah do y'all have like um Publix or no we don't have Publix we have uh, CVS Safeway Giant you know just the generic ones but no Publix okay because I know Publix does like a whole year of just like baby coupons on different baby stuff in their store so like for the whole year every month you'll get like this whole booklet of like coupons um who else does like good uh uh is she good? Do you think she wants to breastfeed or she wants to do formula? She told me she wants to try to breastfeed and things. So, okay. I'm on with that. Okay. I did both. So, I did like breastfeeding for like four months with each of them until I felt like they had jaws, teeth. And I was like, no, give me my nipples back. And so, after that, <laughs> <laughs> after that, I did um, Similac. So if she goes on to like Similac's website and she makes like a, you know, an email kind of like membership thing, they'll send her like, especially at the beginning, a lot of like free baby formulas, like the small ones. Easy for on the go. You pour it in the bottle, you shake it up or you put it in like a, a traveling bottle, bottle warmer. You ain't got to pull up no boob. Somebody could be driving, the other person could be feeding the baby, vice versa. It's very easy. And they send those to you like for free. So um, she could log on there, just give them her email and then they'll start sending them in. And they give like a lot of coupons. So there's a lot of like sneak ways to save money with new babies. You don't have to come out of pocket. But if she's good at breastfeed, when I tell you, um, freezer bags are your friend. Um, yes, yeah, so she can pump, you, she can pump and she can breastfeed the baby. Um, if she, if she gets a pump, she could get a free pump from her insurance. She could pick it up at Target, pay nothing. Um, and then if she gets the pump, she can pump mm-hmm. when the baby's sleeping and put it in like a freezer bag, put it in the freezer. It lasts longer in the freezer. Or if she wants to have some in the fridge, put a date on them. And then while she's sleeping or she's out, you'll feel comfortable not feeling pressure for her to come back because you have milk already in the fridge. So it kind of like gives both of you like that ease of not worrying about what the other person is or what to do. So yes, breast milk freezer bags, get some. (laughs) Get some of those. Where was um, this chapter in the book? What'd you say? I said, where was this chapter in the book? Because That's what I'm nobody... saying. There's loopholes. There's loopholes to this um, baby life. But I'm always up for giving, like, the the easy um, tricks and, of the trade. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Next question is a filling the blank, but it's easy because it involves people. So don't fret. Next question is to be the next, to be the best dad, I need support from these three people. Who are they? 
be the best dad. Okay. Number one, my employer, because they're going to have to understand that there's going to be some days where I don't want to hear y'all shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's number one for me. I know like my wife got my back, so we're just going to keep her completely exempt from that list. So number one is my employer. Um, they have to know that a person with a kid has more responsibilities other than their own job. So that's my number one. Number two for me would be my grandmother. Like her, she's been the rock for my entire family. And she's always said to me, she was like, when you have a kid, you know, it's going to be a little bit different, mm -hmm. but I'm there for you. So I'm going to hold her to that promise. So she's number two. Mm -hmm. And number three, it, it has to be my father because even though he and I have like a better relationship now that I'm, you know, about to have his grandkid. Yeah. I, I want to see a even better relationship with him and his granddaughter. Cause it's different when you have a son and you're trying to teach him all the things and all the game and all that stuff. But with a girl, it's like, Hey, you gotta be a little bit more delicate, but don't be too delicate to the point where she's like, Hey, um, you know, that's grandpa, that's pop pop. Like, no, let her go play football too. She want to go out there and, you know, wrestle with the boys, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want my father, I just want to experience it from like the window because my father was a really great dad, but I want to see him be an even better grandfather. And all the things that he taught me, I want him to like see that it's relayed into his granddaughter. So that's my number three. Okay. So two things. One, prepare it to eat your words and get jealous of the relationship that your dad is gonna have with your child because they always treat their grandkids better than their children. <clears throat> uh, second thing is you are very blessed to have a grandmother that will experience your child to, to for her to see a great grand. That is few and far between these days with everything going on. So um, please treasure that. Please always be camera ready um, and just embrace that and take that in because your daughter's gonna grow really fast. And um, I don't know, I feel like, I wish I could see like my grandmother with my kid. But uh, since you mm -hmm. have that blessing, please be prepared for those, um, those moments. But that's good stuff. Yeah, my mom treats my her, all her grandkids way better than she treated us. And not that she was mean to us, it's just like more, it's more oomph on, oh my God, I gotta hang up the phone. Let me tell Aria I love her. Let me tell Anya I love her. I'm just like, girl, you ain't do that to us. But. So one funny story about that, my mother, she called me I want to say it was like two days ago and she's like what are you doing i was like i'm you know at the beach whatever so she says to me well i'm at marshall's and i'm getting scholars some things and i was like she's not even here yet what are you buying she was like well i bought her this and i bought her this i was like ma she already has that stuff she was like yeah she has it for your house but she needs it for mine i was like just know when i drop her off i'm not expecting to see her until like you know two or three days from now right yeah but I told you, even with her, that's that situation. But my father now, he's starting to delegate days and, you know, time that he wants to spend with her as well. I'm like, do I actually get time with my daughter at all? Or are the grandparents going to be the ones? So Yeah. 
Listen, you're you're going to eat those words too. When they come to pick her up, you're just like, oh my God, yes, I love you. I love you so mm-hmm. much. Because you're sleep. Listen, your sleep is going to be like non-existent. You're gonna be a zombie, okay? You're gonna love when they come pick her up. Trust me. Explain that to me. Okay. So so imagine trying to have like your best sleep. Okay. And someone wakes you up out of your best sleep more than three times. And oh. you have to and you have to get up with like aware energy every time you have to know like you got to feed the baby make sure the baby bottle is in the baby's mouth and not in the baby's ear it's like that type of focus and after you do that at least four nights in a row by the fifth night you looking like oh my god oh my god what did i do what did i do (laughs) so that's what it is It's, it's delirious parenting because you can say to parents, you know, make sure you get prepared for your, your newborn. There's no preparation for a newborn. You just got to get in it and do your best. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I can sum up that zombie sleep. Zom- okay. Again, not in the book. Mm-hmm. We're not on the instructions when they said, hey, by the way, you're pregnant or, you know, she's pregnant. And even with like the COVID thing, we haven't had a chance to do any of the pregnancy classes. We haven't yeah. done anything. So yeah. I look at Cozy Womb, I look at, you know, just you as a person, my friends and anybody else be like, all that good information that y'all giving me that I'm not getting anywhere else, I need it now. Cause I'm only got a month left and I need all the information. I never did any pregnancy classes. Um, labor, rug me up. Before you go, 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 go. After the drugs, I was good. Um, the pushing, I always hated. Mm-hmm. Um, after they came out, I'm like, do not put that child on me. Clean her up and bring her back. Thank you, man. <laughs> but after that, it gets kind of easy because you have all the things that they said to get and you're just putting the child in it. Um, if both of you have separate cars, I would definitely have more than one car seat. My best recommendation. That um, that car seat base is very heavy, but it's very yeah. important. Nobody important. actually tells you about that damn car seat. So I made the mistake of putting it in before we went on this trip. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wait, why does it weigh like 65 pounds, right? So I put it in there. I do the whole seatbelt thing because you can't go to like a car dealership right now and get it done yourself. So I did it. And then Justin was like, oh, well, we're not going to, you know, take that with us. We'll leave it in the house, but leave the base in the car. So I was like, okay, I don't know which one is the difference. So we're just going to take the whole thing out. When I say carrying it in there, felt like I actually had the baby in it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It stayed from now it's a on. Whole, it's a whole Because the base, like you said, it's a weight and it's a weight to hold down the baby in position in the car um which i get is super important yeah. but 
the key is to leave the base of the car seat in the car at all times. That way you can just snap the baby in and snap the baby out. Um, but if you guys have two separate cars, get two separate car seats. One could be a, oh, I love this car seat, car seat. And the other one could be like, it's a car seat. So don't go too splurgish on it, but it's needed. Um, yes, that's the best thing I could tell you about that. <laughs> I definitely need to know that. Um, like on our list of things that we were supposed to get, I started back in February. I bought the something, some brand called Chico. So I bought the like stroller that's supposed to be like one of those ones that you grow in. I don't yeah. know how good that is, but yeah. it said, hey, it's from newborn to like eight or nine years old. So I was like, great. I ain't got to buy another one for like 10 years. So. Listen, if what your child shit? needs a stroller at eight or nine year old, you have a you have a whole nother issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It said it said it was like, all right, from eight to ten, like what you do is like one part of the seat comes off and then it becomes like a seat that's in the car and then you just remove the bait. So I'm like, all right, cool, I can do that. Yeah. The issue was the price. Nobody tells you how much this baby shit is until like either you look online at the actual price or it's on your registry and you're trying to explain to yourself which family member's going to buy that. Yeah. Because yeah. I was yeah. like, wait, the crib itself was like 100 The stroller, I think that stroller was like 320 bucks, and I couldn't justify asking somebody else to buy it. So, mm-hmm. Well, put it this way. Your first kid is going to be the kid you go like buku on. If the second kid happens you're going to learn all your lessons and that kid is not really going to get all the great stuff because you get more realistic as as they come. Um, I was blessed with great friends uh, that purchased the jogger stroller. The jogger stroller is something that looks fun. It looks cool until you try to fit it in a regular trunk and it's just like, why did I buy this? Um, the best thing that I liked with my second daughter is the Graco like foldable um, carrier like push stroller thing. It's not really a stroller because it has no seat, but you take the car seat out the car and you snap it in and it's lightweight, it's easy to fold. And it has like an undercarriage that you could put like your bag in or whatever you're carrying. And it has like a holder for your cup and it's very easy. So I would say um, get that and just use it. Great for traveling, especially if you're going in the airport. You can just have it when you get to the gate. It folds with like one button. It's not very expensive. Um, The strollers, they try to get parents off of looks, off of, um, ooh, if you have another kid, you can stand back here. But you have to think realistically, what do you guys want to do with the baby and does this work for y'all does that work for your car so um that's more so that part but every year the strollers get more fun and you don't get to enjoy them unless you're having a baby every year (laughs) Uh, when it came to that stroller yeah when I got that stroller no lie took it out and I was like, wait, why not? That weighed at least 65, 70 pounds. And like, I know you said the jogger stroller, 
the mm-hmm. one that I have has like all those little compartments has like um I don't want to say it's mechanical, but some type of sunroof that goes over the baby, and then there's a another sunroof. one that goes in the front of that. Yeah. I was like, what the... None of this shit's supposed to be on there. It's really high tech, right? But the one thing I was thinking about after I made the purchase was the airport and carrying that in. Like, will TSA actually allow it to go through? Will, you know, they damage it when they put it underneath the plane and stuff like that? Okay. Whenever so we let can me, fly. Let me tell you about that. Um, the best thing about being a parent and traveling at the airport is first class gets to go um, people with disability gets to go first and people with baby stuff get to go first so they make you go first so they so you can fold up the stroller and they can put it under the plane what you want to do is take off the um, cup holder and any features that you like about that stroller that you really don't want to go missing because what's going to happen is once you get to your point B, they're going to bring in your stroller and a piece is going to be missing. Why? Because they don't care about a stroller. They're just throwing shit things under the plane. That happened to me with one of the strollers and um, I learned my lesson. So uh, yeah, the jogger stroller does come in handy in the airport if you're running to a gate, but as far as like size, sometimes it really doesn't make sense. Um, but that foldable Graco one button one is like excellent for traveling with. Um, the toddler stroller is really good once she gets a little bit older because you don't want to chase a child in the mall. You just don't. <laughs> um, so, but one thing I do like about the stroller that you got being that it covers from the front and the back is this virus and older people feeling like they can just come up to people's children and be in their face. Mm-hmm. She's protected. So, you know, yeah. nobody has to be like on her. So that's good. Yeah. I thought when I first, like, oh, it reminded me of when Michael Jackson held that baby blanket over the roof. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, great. It's completely protected. I can live with that. So hopefully, you know, the money that was spent on it last long. My issue is who I pass that on to. Like once the baby becomes like a toddler and a child child, like yeah. do I pass it to a sister or who? I I always held on to my thing until I felt like, you know what, I need the space and somebody else could use this, I'm not gonna use it. So I get I've given strollers to neighbors that had new babies. I've given um, carriers that carrier is A1. I hope you got like a bajon or something for her to wear the baby. Lifesaver, okay? Yeah. Um, but you know, you get you give the stuff away eventually. And then if you guys have another kid, then you just buy what you think you really need because you had like the experience. Um, but if you think you want to have a kid, save the things you really love. That's my that's my best um, advice for that. You know, you gotta have like sponsors. You gotta be like, hey, this episode was sponsored by Greco and Chico and all, all yeah. them. Bro- Good grief! Yeah, none, and none of this stuff was in the books. Nobody tells you, hey, by the way, a jogger stroll is a little bit easier. Um, Similac, the freezer bags thing, mind blown. Like, I don't know how you nobody didn't told know me. about that. 
Yeah, the freezer bag saved my life. Like when I wanted to take naps because I wasn't getting sleep at night with Aria, um, I would go to sleep. My mom will just take a freezer bag out of there, put it in some warm water that she boils. It would defrost. It would be warm enough for the baby, put it in a bottle that looks like a breast nipple to fake them out. Done. Done. Oh, yeah. She didn't wake me for nothing. Um, so, you know, there's tricks of the trade. <laughs> so, so when is this best selling book that you're going to come out? When is it coming out? Because I need to buy it and I need an autograph. I need like you all the what? detail. That's, a, that's an idea. I, I need to work on that. I haven't, I haven't done one. I got to work on that. So, since we're on the topic of baby stuff, how was putting together the crib? I couldn't hear you. How was putting that crib together? Absolutely trash. Um, nobody should ever buy a crib and not be able to have somebody like build it for you that shit had 184 screws i counted some were long some were short some were wide i was like all right great so it was like put screw a into you know slot 1a but then it was like but there's four screws so i'm literally like spacing everything out on the floor to try to figure out which screw goes where yeah. then after i figured it out i realized damn i actually have the piece that goes on the screw like onto the crib backwards mm -hmm. so i had to unscrew everything put it back together and lay it back out so three and a half hours later the crib is ready i was like dang this is nice and then wife was like you got to do the crib too i'm not the crib um we call it thing the little dresser so i get the dresser all in the same two, day same day 200 plus screws on top of that it had this weird um it had like a little square thing around the top of the crib not the crib the stroller thing so you could put the mat in it so when you're changing the baby it's you know so they won't fall out yeah that took three hours oh yeah i so remember um, we put the nursery together and then <laughs> go ahead so we put the we put the nursery together. The crib's done, the dresser's done, and you know we're starting to get these gifts from the registry, right? And she's like, "Well, I want to hang up this poster. I want to hang up this painting." I was like, "Cool, whatever. Do whatever you want to do." And then she's like, "Well, I want to put the stroll uh, the stroller together. I want to put together the playpen." I was like, "The baby's not even here yet. Like that stuff can wait." So I told her, "I was like, pick one. We'll put it together." So we did that little um, three-in-one stroller crib type of thing. So what happens is there's the stroller that you can end up putting in the car, and then you can also put it in the playpen that she can play with. There's something that, like, folds out or whatever. Mm -hmm. The instructions for that took me so long to read because it was like, you got to press this tab in the front and this tab in the back. But the Hated thing is, it. They're all t like, all the tabs are... Who puts tabs under like the cloth nobody's knowing where the fuck that is so yeah. when you were saying to leave to leave the base into the car i was like all right great cool i'll do that now i gotta worry about clicking them tabs to make sure that it aligns so just to me let me just leave that whole shit in there at mm -hmm. this point so um i never had a crib for either of my kids 
I knew off bat that I can't do a crib because I like moving furniture around a lot. But what I will do is a pack and play. A pack and play is um, very easy eventually to fold down because it has the tabs on the side that you're talking about. Um, you could clean yep. it better. Um, the kid can grow into it. It has now uh, parts where you can change the baby on top of it and they can play on the top part once they're an infant. Once they start getting a little bit bigger, you can lower it. And then once they start climbing and stuff, yep. you can just put the, the, the um, you can put the pack and play outside at the park, throw it in the trunk travel with it it has its own bag so i knew off top that i wasn't getting a crib i was getting a pack and play 69 dollars can't beat it with a stick um I yeah. Want, I want. <laughs> yeah some people get like the cribs they I can really wish here's the thing so go ahead just told me that we were doing this crib thing. So we got the crib, right? Mm-hmm. Only to find out that we got gifted a bassinet. And I've been trying to figure out for two weeks, one, the difference and why do I still need the crib if the baby's going to be in the bassinet? And two, why do I even need the bassinet at this point? Like, do I need both? Do I only need one? The bassinet is going to be short-lived is what they're going to use if you want them by the bedside and you don't want to have to keep getting up and going to the crib. My thing is like I'm not getting up and going to your your pack and play during the night. I had her in the middle of me and my mom. I didn't have a bassinet. I just had her in the middle of me and my mom because I know I I, I sleep in one one space. I don't move around a lot, so I wasn't worried about it. Yeah. And also, girl, you think I'm about to keep getting up throughout the night? No, I'm about to tilt over. Give you one of these titties. You about to get this food. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna burp you, and you gonna go to sleep. And that's what I did because I was just like, I'm not getting them, making no bottles. Like I already knew what I was about to do. So, um, yeah, the bassinet by the bed. The uh, crib is like you know throughout the day they're napping. Put them in the crib. Um, you know you're doing stuff. Put them in the crib because they're gonna grow out of that bassinet really fast. So that's that's the difference. But uh <laughs> Yeah, if you would have asked, I would have told you not to get a crib. I would have told you just to get a pack and play. But that's the thing. Every single person I've talked to, every book that has said something about like baby stuff to get there's that laundry list of shit that you're probably never going to use like we went to marshall's right and marshall's has their little baby section and they had 12 bibs all with like holidays so it's like baby's first valentine baby's first saint patty's day baby's first christmas i was like okay it's only like six dollars i don't need it but i see everybody on instagram taking the photos of like one month two months three months yeah why don't i just get this and just call it a day right told one of my boys about he's like greg nah, you gotta go to tj maxx and these are things that you need to get so now i have conflicting stories of all the things that this baby's going to need that they're never going to use okay so let me say this your discount stores are going to be like ross target marshall's no not target 
uh, Ross, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, um, wherever, right? They have the best deals on baby stuff because their focus is not baby stuff, but they happen to have discounted baby stuff. So always rack up on their baby stuff. Then if they don't have something, then I would say go to Target or Walmart. Walmart is gonna have the least amount in price. Target is going to bump it up a little because it's cute. Um, but Target's clearance section, y'all gotta learn to shop in season. So let's say like you have a newborn now, if you think uh, nine months from now, what season is, is it gonna be? Go into the baby's clearance section and get those clothes. If it's summer, by the time they're gonna be nine months, get summer clothes for less money. That way you don't have to pay full price. As a mom, I learned to shop out of season. So right now is a perfect time to be shopping for fall winter clothes. I just bought the girls two coats totaling, I wanna say $43. And it's summer, it's hot in oh, yeah. summer. So you just have to learn when to shop and what to look for, but but Target has a good um, discount section for clearance stuff, and they have blankets, they have, um, you know, bed sets, all types of stuff for a less price. So, um, yeah. Yeah. When you see oh, stuff yeah. like that, bibs, bibs for sure, get bibs. Get bibs, but remember, bibs oh, yeah. do oh, yeah. come, come in a size as far as, like, their neck. So if it's newborn bibs, it's a smaller neck. If it's a, other bibs, it's just a regular size neck and get it. Those plastic rubber bibs are A1 for like when they're eating like table food. <sighs> I hope that you are blessed with a child that makes sure most of the food gets in their mouth and not my second child that makes sure she feeds the floor because she feeds the floor. So, yeah. That that is my um <laughs> my thing. Did you guys get a high chair? Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. a high chair. Same thing about with the grow into it so it goes from being a high chair to an actual chair and shit. Okay. Um, but I don't know like one when will we start using it like when the baby's like like 8 9 months or um, you probably start using the high chair when they start sitting up because you don't want the baby to be in the chair like this. <laughs> so when they start the sitting up, you start using the high chair. They're like, I'm leaning. Ooh, I want the applesauce. <laughs> but yeah, when they start sitting up, that's when you'll start using it. Um, please buckle that child in because they're sneaky. Yeah. I never had a high chair. I always use a booster seat because I wanted to be able to take it with me places. Yeah. But, um, you know, it all depends on, like, what space you have for everything <laughs> and um, what you want to do with it. But, yeah, you'll get uses out of the high chair, especially, like, if you're doing stuff in the kitchen and you can't have the baby in the crib or a swing, put them in the high chair and do what you need to do in the kitchen. Again, not in the book. <laughs> not in the book. Okay, I'm starting to think that all the stuff like you have told me, 
has been um, a responsible parent who didn't get all this stuff from a Google search. Me, I was that irresponsible person who was getting everything from Google. And I think there's like a subreddit called pre-dadded and parenting where they were trying to explain to me, oh, well, this is what you do. These are the requirements for kids. It's like, I don't think kids have requirements. All of them are different, but everybody has this guideline of in case of emergency, do this. You're just like, hey, no, by the way, this going to happen. So just to avoid it, just do that. So yeah. again, not in the book at all. Um, another tip is like when they're teething, uh, give them like a frozen um, piece of waffle because it's cold and they can scratch like their gums with it. Um, and then by the time it dissolves, it gets all mushy. So you don't have to worry about them choking. Um, but they have like other things like objects that you can freeze if they're teething but be careful of that because sometimes pieces break or you'll hear like on the news baby chokes on x y and z so i i always made like anything that they were putting in their mouth something edible that way i don't have to worry about it that will get mushy um so yeah that waffle is a good trick um next question for you is Fatherhood should be more celebrated because what? <sighs> I don't know yet. That, that, I think that's like one of those questions where like I haven't experienced it yet and it's still yeah. kind of weird. Like I think people just starting to say it to me just because it's like a thing. Yeah. It's like except hey happy Father's Day. I'm like I'm not there yet but thanks. So yeah. You know, if I would to say it, like, father, you know, fathers should just be celebrated for, you know, not doing a bare minimum, but exceeding expectation. Like, see it as like an evaluation for a job where you already get paid the ultimate sum, the ultimate sum being the baby. So you're not going into it expecting a raise or something like that. Just basically do your job and you're rewarded by how your child is and how your child is raised. So. That, that's yes. my like answer for now. Next year, it's going to be a completely different answer. I guarantee you. <laughs> it is. It has to be. You got to be within the experience. But you are like pre prepping for it. I think a lot of people forget yeah. like um, when you have a supportive dad from the moment of I'm pregnant up until like the labor, that dad is also getting mentally prepped, physically prepped, financially prepped. So um, that is also a part of fatherhood, and that's why you should be able to celebrate Father's Day. That sweat you put in putting up the crib, the sweat you put in putting up the dresser, you know, just doing those small things. Because I remember being in tears and calling, you know, my daughter's dad and telling him, like, I can't put in the diaper changer part on the packing plate. Can you come put it in? And he just said, it's not important but at that time it was important to me so um just doing like small things like that is like a big help so uh celebrate it my last question for you is fill in the blank very easy i am excited about being a dad because 
I'm excited about being a dad because I can exceed my own father's job. Mm. I've always said that whenever I became a parent, I was going to be a better dad than my own. And it's not, no, you know, it's not a knock to him. Like he did what he was supposed to do for me, yeah. but it's like, now I have to one up him because he raised a man. I'm raising a, you know, a young lady to be a woman. So, mm-hmm. you know, the jobs and expectations for me are already a little bit different, but I just want to know that, you know, yeah, he taught me some, but you know, the shit I did completely different. Like, yeah. So I, I just want to one up him a little bit, but he's still going to win. He's still gonna try to win. He's like, hey, uh, by the way, I'm still the number one granddad, and she loves me more. I'm like, of course, because you give her the stuff that I'm not supposed to give her. So, right, you, know. <laughs> you like you, you can always win by saying, I don't have to be her granddad. I'm her dad, so it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we in a different bracket, <laughs> but um, I I feel like just being supportive. Yes. Yes. I feel like being supportive as long as you're doing that and you're filtering all of the things that you needed on top of having a great dad and you put it into your daughter mm-hmm. you should be good to go you should be good to go <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you next year you, you know when you do Father's Day part two and mm-hmm. you know, we do this one year recap of you know all the shit yeah. I just said even like, so Greg, you still feel the same way about what you said last year? Nah, man, I don't know. I, you know, I slept in four days and, you know, the diaper wasn't attached right. That fucking stroller that we were talking about last year, you know, I had to change it. Another one, I had to get a jogger stroller. Like, mm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, fine, it's weird. The experience but honestly, is better. Like, listening to the other episodes that you've done with other fathers, man, it's made me so proud because I'm like, oh, like, this information and good game that I would have never gotten anywhere else. So mm-hmm. to hear it from them, I'm like, oh, and I listen to every single one. So I'm like, oh, like, thank you. It, how do I, how do I come in now? Because I come in as like the guy who don't know shit. Like I'm really green. Yeah. So I'm hearing, you know, guys talk about like fathers that you know were strict to them and people who had both parents and they were raised great. And I'm like, great, that's good. Like I, I'm feeling that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. where do I? Know, fill the void so coming in as like the guy who ain't really got a kid so next year I'm like okay mm-hmm. all the stuff I heard on you know cozy womb I need to know that this works out because mm-hmm. you've never given me bad information and the guys that have been on the show before me they seem to have it down so I want to be them in a year but you um I think you have a benefit you have an advantage of having all of that information without that experience and taking the good from it. You didn't have the experience to figure out what was good. You heard it. So now you just, you know, filter your own way through your fatherhood. So it's always good to have the information, the wisdom without having to go through the trials. So that is your benefit. But just thank you for just bringing the joy back into being happy about having a child and being a part of a child and preparing for her life and I hope the labor goes good I hope you enjoy that experience and um get your rest okay rest up because uh, you're going to miss it you're going to miss it you want to tell um the people where to reach you 
Yes. Um, so you can reach me at the podcast webpage at Young Black Pod on every single platform. Um, I personally don't give out my own social media because, you know, I don't like being watched like that. But Young Black Pod on every single platform. And I mean, Chan, personally, thank you so much for like everything from this episode yeah. to just everything you've done for me in the show as well. I appreciate it. Of course, the feelings mutual. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to leave you in the dark about what you're about to enter. You know what I'm saying? I figure yeah. I'd give you a little flashlight. Yeah. So now I just need to make sure that I go to Costco's and get, you know, as many freezer bags as possible and let her know, hey, just, you know, pump a little bit and put it in the freezer. Yeah. And, you know, like the the woman's body is amazing because after she has a baby, maybe she doesn't have breast milk now, but after she has a baby, it's like a light bulb turns on the woman's body and be like, we have a baby, prepare the tits. And then like the water starts saving in the body and then you start pumping and then boom, you got like breast milk. So um, take advantage of the breast milk being there and the child not being hungry by pumping and bagging, pumping and bagging. And also if she wants to have a drink that she hasn't been able to have in the last 10 months, take advantage of the fact that there's already milk pumped and then she can go ahead and allow the alcohol to get out her body before she pumps again for the baby. Okay. You know, she got on me today about that. You know, I know we, but we took our maternity photos today, and you know, I had my little glass of bourbon or whatever. And she's like, "Must be nice." I was like, "Okay, I don't want to start no shit." So, you <laughs> know, I was trying to get you know. Cause I'm not really photogenic, so I told her I was like, you know what, I just need to get a little sip to, you know, pose Relax. and everything. Yeah. She's like, must be nice. Oh, I guess so. So, you know, for the next month or so, I just gotta play it easy, don't get killed, you know, by her or say the wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm definitely Similac. I'm telling her about that. We're gonna have to talk about the breast pump again mm-hmm. and these freezer bags. That's like a light bulb moment. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I want to say the brand is lacked, lacked, lacked something, but um, yeah, it's breast breastfeeding freezer bags. If she goes in like the baby section at Walmart or Target, they should definitely have it, and um, it'll tell you how long you can leave it in the fridge, and it'll be good. And if you leave it in the freezer, I think it could last up to six months. So you know, saying. <laughs> Some people pump yeah, and, and sell their breast milk. So, you know, do what you yeah. need to do. <laughs> yeah, man, but this was good. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Peace, sir. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.